0: to the Three Things Podcast. I'm Glenn Kubisch, with three things from my little life that left behind marks of happiness and gratitude last week, starting with number one, the Stoics. But, you ask, if a wise man receives a blow, what shall he do? The Stoic philosopher Seneca asked in an essay written almost 2,000 years ago now. He answered himself what Cato did when he was struck in the face. He did not flare up. He did not avenge the wrong. He did not even forgive it. But he said that no wrong had been done. The struck in the face part feels very 2023. It's a big part of the first round of the NHL playoffs. Striking in the face is, I mean, I'm picturing the padded punches to the face in scrums after the whistle that the cameras love. The face washes, as they are euphemistically called. A extra this is where stoicism has something to teach the players and to teach I'm us all. Not, I'm not an
1: authority on this, but my understanding, it's, a, it's an ancient philosophy, um, particularly coming from the ancient Romans, that essentially holds that living virtuously is the path to the happy life. Behaving well
0: is what matters. That's our son Alex. He studied classics. He's also a student of the game of hockey. Stoicism, he says, teaches a kind of self-sufficiency and insulation, even in the face of pain especially in the face of pain
1: but it's important to keep a level head and stick to the game plan don't complain about uh, penalty calls just put your head down and play if you don't act that way then the the opposition can get in your heads like a lot of teams try to do that or they play physically or or there's after the whistle scrums just just to get in your heads and try to knock you off
0: your game it's interesting, you don't score stoically and you don't have a stoic power play. Your goaltender is never praised for stoicism. But hockey isn't just a game of athletic skill, it's a game of pain management. Pain and injury in this life are what the stoics were good, are good at. Does it hurt to get punched in the face when the ref isn't looking? Yes. Is it possible to stop yourself now that the referee is watching from punching back and putting the other team on the power play? Yes. <coughs> is it easy to think team first? No. But as Seneca also asks, is the path by which we are called to go steep and rugged? But what of it, he continues, can the heights be reached by a level path? All these centuries later, it turns out there are ancient currents everywhere under the ice. Fortune often smiles on the team that can earn the Rome Ice advantage. Number two, the winter. In the beginning, and try to stop me if you've heard this one already, my bicycle helped me getaway to bings the corner store for hockey cards to the big field at st francis on 66th street to kick field goals through the uprights that used to be there to a place called honda hills out past gainers and the stockyards that was a bmx park before there were bmx bikes later i got away further on my bike to jasper to banff up the sunshine coast and down vancouver island Still later and further still, I pedaled across the Stone Arch Bridge in Minneapolis in the cold. In the colder still, Sheila and I rode bikes to Red Square, and through the real cold, the polar vortex cold, to St. Patrick's Island in Calgary, where friends helped haul the dock's cargo bike retrofitted out as a coffee maker on wheels. All the way through. Yeah. A hill where he made coffee for winter cyclists from around the world. Calgary, Moscow, Minneapolis, and Montreal too. These were cities we visited for the Winter Cycling Congress. If winter and cycling don't necessarily go together for you, they didn't for me either. As a boy, my bike was always put away for the winter. Winter in the city was for plowing through in an automobile, or trudging through on foot, or overheating and overcrowding through on a bus. It's an old story. Seneca says the wise man endures misfortunes in the same way he submits to the rigors of winter and to inclement weather. At the winter cycling conferences, that stoic storyline got deconstructed. It got a little Epicurus. Not what we have, but what we enjoy constitutes our abundance. Listening to Timo and Pekka, Angela, Michelle, Anders, Isla... Tony Bartek and the rest of the joyful winter cycling pantheon presented the possibility that winter doesn't have to be sat out or survived or complained through it can be safely peddled into the winter cycling congresses we have been to have shown me the way to be at home last week came word that the next conference happens in february in of all places edmonton too cold here in february not if you're on a bike with a gang of friends that's what we call here a warm cold Number three, the dead. I've been sitting alone quietly reading in the McEwen Library downtown these days. That's where I dug up the little red-covered lobe classics edition of Seneca's moral essays. I used to think that the rule of silence in a library helped others concentrate on what they were reading. That's true, but it's not the whole story. Sit for hours amid stacks of books in a library and you get why silence is proper. It's about respect for the dead. What a marvelous morgue a library is. Texts in spined containers tagged and arranged and sitting, waiting to be recalled to life by the reader. It feels right to be reverent in the presence of an author's corpus. Long live the dead. Thanks for being out there, friends. See you next time.
1: One of the criticisms of Seneca is well it's easy for him to say "No, oh, yeah everything's fine if you take things as they come when he was one of the wealthiest people in the world you know, easy easy for him to say harder for someone in on the streets of Rome trying to make ends meet right
0: oh the streets of Rome are filled with rubble